0: Oh
1: let's go it's uh it's a big day tomorrow it's a big day tomorrow it is uh it is my fiance's 21st birthday tomorrow we um and we're gonna get into some shit we are going to get into some shit that is objectively true uh we have a lot planned a lot financially has been planned um good people though you know good people good energy you know i got i'll give the lineup right now i got you know one of my best friends my brother coming uh, another dear friend coming uh, another best friend coming his girlfriend my fiance of course the the birthday girl uh, my fiance's best friend uh, my my fiance's lifelong friend that has known the birthday girl for since probably like 8 or 9 um we got a whole gang, we got about 15, 16 niggas, we got a whole fucking gang, we got a whole fucking unit, we objectively have a fucking unit, we have a big unit, and, um, it's fucking go time, it just is, it really, really just is, you know, I think, I I think at my old age of 31, um, I look at going out probably a little bit differently now, if I'm being honest, like if I'm assessing it, I probably look at it a little bit differently. Um, I probably don't have the same. Number one, I definitely don't have the same internal desires to do it anymore. The way I used to do it, that's that's just true. Um, I think. I think, you know, where I come from and. The way we grew up it was it was something we did you know it's something that we there were there was, there was even moments where it was something that we felt like we had to do like like if it was a Thursday through shit even a Sunday night Sunday afternoon like we objectively felt like if we weren't going to the bar or if we weren't meeting at Indies or if we weren't meeting at my boy Zach's or if we weren't meeting at the pits so or if, we, if, if we weren't um, if we weren't doing something, hitting Lansdowne up, you know, and then as we got older, if we weren't going out to Fed, or, you know, if we weren't doing something, um, it, it felt like not only the week the week was a failure, the weekend was a failure, but it literally felt like life, as we know it, was a failure, like, we literally felt like if we didn't go out, there would be something fucking physically wrong with us. There were there were points where if we felt like if we didn't go out, something would physically manifest in us that would, would would make us like sick. Like there was even a moment, and I'm not exaggerating. I remember a moment where me and Zach didn't go out for two weeks. You've heard me talk about Zach, my, my late brother who passed away a few years ago. There were moments where me and Zach, if we didn't go out for two weeks in a row, we physically felt different. Now, obviously that probably was due to the, um, lower amounts of cocaine and weed and alcohol that we were consuming. (laughs) But even moving past that, like objectively moving past that, um, if we just, just the pure desire to be out, the pure desire to be out and about the desire to, you know, purely chase after women or, just, just experience what it feels like to have people around you, and just be in the know, be in the, be in the muck. We just needed to do that, and if we didn't do that for two to three days, we literally would physically feel different, or two to three weeks rather, we would literally feel different. Um, so that's a problem. Just so, if any kid or anyone listening or anyone's kids dealing with that, please tell them to give me a call. Maybe I can, maybe I can be a mentor or a, or a coach to them because that's not. That's not good but what I can say is good. What I will say will be good. Is tomorrow. Tomorrow will be great. Tomorrow will be fantastic. That is objectively true. Objectively true. I'll say it again, objectively true. The vibes will be there. The bitches will be there. The love, the sex, the nut, the cum, the 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 alcohol, the tequila, the 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 vibes will be there. And, um, and I'm a planner too, but I don't think I'm over planning for this one. I think when you over plan at times, it puts you in a fucked up mental state. If things don't go out, pan out the way you thought they were going to pan out. That was actually the number one thing that I was taught when I went to go see my therapist for the first time. I was taught that I have planning anxiety. I forget what she called it. But literally, she would, she explained to me that I would tell these I would I would create these narratives and these stories and these frameworks in my mind around all different types of experiences. And if those things didn't come true the way that I pictured it in my mind, that I literally literally I don't know why I said it like that. I literally would feel depressed or sad or or anxious or or irritable ir, irritable. I can't even speak here. Um, so. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, and the kitty is outside, so you guys might have to bear with me here for a moment. Uh, at the end of the day, we, um, we're we going to have a great time. We're going to have a really good time. I'm excited for this good time. I need this good time. Um, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So shout out to Zuri18. 18. when am I fucking high? Yeah, I am high. I'm fucking on a gummy. 21, right? 21. Shout out to Sydney, my fiance, my love, my everything. Shout out to the homies, Dez. Shout out to AC. Shout out. Dude, tomorrow is going (laughs) to... Listen. Fucking listen. Fucking listen. Tomorrow. 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 It's going to be fucking great. It's going to be great it's going to be great so today we have a gang of topics you know we have a we have a large amount a large quantity and uh i'm going to rattle through them and try to push through but also i'm going to try to give some depth on this one um you know i'm Trying to take this, you know, I'm I'm wondering where I'm trying to take this podcast. It's actually one of the first things that's coming to mind. I think when I originally started it, it was a it was a mental health type variable. Right? Where where I literally felt I literally felt better doing the podcast. I literally felt myself just getting a break from my professional life that is completely exhausting at times. Um But I've now 32 33 34 episodes in i mean that's some real content i mean talking you know speaking from a guy that's done 600 plus episodes that's some real content and so now i'm like okay out of the 32 33 34 maybe let's say there's 20 episodes that are like really good pieces of content and really good conversations and really good narrative what do i do now how do i because one of the things that has that's always been a weakness for me is pure marketing I've always understood peer marketing. i always understood the the strategy behind peer marketing. But I've built out teams and capabilities in so many different ways. But for some reason, I have not mustered up the energy is probably the best word. Not the confidence. The energy of putting together a real team around me from a marketing and communications perspective. So I'm wondering right now with this podcast, like, Am I, you know, when am I, when am I bringing in that creative director to be like the co-founder of the podcast? When am I putting together a strategy to get a certain amount of downloads so I can start thinking about sponsorship and direct to consumer? Um, you know, and, and I'm going to utilize the same tip that I give all these artists for my shit. You know, I give all these artists tips around creating an email newsletter, sending the raw files, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. I'm gonna do that with this, right? Fuck any splits, you know. Why? Why can't I make an episode that's 48 minutes and then another one? Fuck that. Why can't I make a 90 minute episode that's not on Spotify? That's not anywhere. That's an exclusive raw wave file, MP3 file, and have 300 people on an email newsletter list that'll pay that'll pay three to five dollars a month for that what's wrong with that? Why can't I do that? Why can't the podcasting game be really independent like that as well? So those things are on my mind, right? Another role that's probably on my mind is, you know, like a growth marketer. Like how do you actually gain subscribers and listeners and downloads on your podcast, like strategically, tactically? You know, I know that having great conversations on Twitter helps anyone that's listening now, that's where you've probably found me. I know Instagram can help. Obviously I know running ads against certain demographics and certain genres and things of that can nature can help. There's many, there's many strategies that I know helps, but you know, so probably someone that can really steward that and strategically map that out. Um, there is a guy that I'm actually thinking about partnering with. We have a meeting next week talking about that too. So, um, that's just a, you know, a little sidebar that I am thinking about. I am actively thinking about what is happening with this podcast. Cause when you're 32, 33, 34 episodes in, um, that's enough where you have, you honestly, you, you really need to start like, like doing the brain thing and like figuring out, okay, how do I want to, how do I want to do this? I know something that I have been pushing for more is bringing on more high profile guests and not and listen and listen don't don't fucking don't fucking judge me not to say that we're not going to stick with the same guest that has 34 followers on Twitter that no one fucking knows like not that not to say that we're not going to still have conversations with real humans not to say that we're still not going to have the community topic list cuz we are category list topic list whatever the fuck Um, but I am going to get a little bit more strategic and stay authentic, yet bring on folks that are at a different level strategically. So fuck you. That's what I'm doing. Just what I'm doing. So those are my thoughts there. Let's hop into some topics though. That was a nice little, what? 12 minute, uh, 12 minute background and intro and update on life. Um, and then I guess I can ask all of you: How are you doing? How is life for you? How is how's COVID treating you? How is the state of the world treating you? How is fuck? I don't know the perspectives on sports. Like you know, that's even another topic, probably. Ad hoc. Ever since my Ravens didn't make the playoffs, you know, I find it I find it interesting how I can just turn turn football off. Um. You know, I'm kind of keeping my eye on basketball from afar, but I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched an entire game. So, you know, how's that going for you folks? You know, how how is it going navigating the sports world today? I think, uh, I think NHL is back too, so that's kind of interesting. So, I don't know. Just a few thoughts, right? Just a few thoughts. So, first topic here. Last movie I would ever make. what the fuck that's not what that says what would tell the story of the last movie you would ever make this is horrible i'm so sorry see i'm having add and dyslexia already i can't even say the sentence i'm gonna read it actually how it is And, and whoever put this in the community uh topic list you need to check your grammar it says last movie i ever made that would sum up the story of my life what would it be So essentially what you're saying is if you were to make a movie that was some of the story of your life, we'll be the narrative, who will be the main character. Is that what the fuck you're trying to say? Is that what you're trying to say, Rick? Is that what you're trying to say, Susanna? Is that what you're trying to say, Danielle? Is that what you're trying to say? God, like, get these questions together. I love you guys. Listen, and please don't take this. I'm I'm, I'm 90% joking, but 10% 10 of me is like, what the fuck? Help me out here, all right? All right, so if I were to make a movie that would sum up the story of my life, tell me about it. Who would be the main character? What would be the narrative? Hmm, oh man. So I think the movie would be a little bit dark. I think it would be 30% darkness and sadness and just raw film and raw narrative. Think of like think of like euphoria scenes. There you go. Let's start this out the right way. But then I think there would be a little bit of an exaggeration in certain moments that are comedic while also sexual. Think about think about Bobby Tarantino films. Right? There you go. So we got Euphoria, Bobby Tarantino. And then the last one I would do is think about, um, think about how honest and raw I think Denzel is willing to be, like in a John Q moment. Ooh, I fucking did that thing. So you got the you got the rawness and the authenticity of a John Q fuck with me, guys, fuck with me, you got Quentin Tarantino from his quirkiness, his directness, his authenticity, his transparency, his, his scenes when it comes to sex or comedic variables, and then you got the fucked up depressing moments of like euphoria, so, and literally shot in those aesthetics, and shot in those narratives, and shot in those situations, so that would be, you know, I would probably take a director from each one of those TV shows and films, um, I would play a cameo in the movie like Quentin Tarantino does, but I would not be, I would not play myself at any age, obviously not young, but like, even like, like, cause if I were to make the movie now, I probably would start at age, like here would be the opening scene. I'll get fun with this. Here would be the opening scene. Mm, where would I open it up with? I just got deep. I would open it up like this. My mother's laying on the floor, sitting on the floor, counting quarters and pennies, clearly trying to figure out what's next financially. I'm probably about 15 feet away from the door, but the front door is open. So the screen door is there and and the main character, which is myself. Not me physically, but like the character, but this is me in the movie, um, is overseeing, is overlooking this, right? L- overlooking these moments. Um, then there's, then there's like a, there's, there's, there's storytelling going on. So you hear a voice talking to himself in first person, talking about how painful it is to see this, how much he's going to try to change this situation and narrative and, and how fucked up this is making him feel. Um, I zoom in on my face and and I show the slight anger and depressing and vulnerable and awkward feelings that any young man at 21 would feel. Um, I then zoom in on my mother's face and I show the tears and I show the the bags in her eyes and the anxiety and the pain and the anguish. Um, I then... uh, I then black out that, that scene very, very slowly. The next immediate scene from that probably dates back to a fun moment. Dates back to myself, Jeremy, my brothers and sisters um, that are not my actual brothers and sisters, but the the kids that I grew up with playing house and like building some shit and like in the woods or something like doing something. Like, like I probably would skid to that so that raw scene in the beginning would be shot in a very euphoria type lens, colors, um, camera structure. Um, and, uh, and then I probably would do a, um, and I probably would do a, for the next scene, I probably would do ooh, what would I do? I probably would take a, um, there were some good moments in John Q where the, the family, they were together, so I'll probably take that type of approach and do something like that, and then the entire film itself would be around, like, here's what, here would be, like, the main four parts. The beginning would be around showing my childhood and showing the different perspectives and the different behaviors and the different people that I interacted with in the different moments and and showing how it's shaping my character, my personality. And showing the purity that is within me. Heav- heavily focusing on my mother being a very young parent and babysitter of like four kids. Um, showing my personality and where I get it from and how I'm learning it. Showing my bravery. Showing how annoying I am. Showing my personality in its fullest moment at such a young, raw age. That will be the first real moment I want to show off the second moment would be showing the loneliness and the and the true depression actually and the desire to be heard and seen and then the positive moments and the friends and the and the and the impact that you know moving to Baltimore had on me and then eventually the second element of the the movie would 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 go slightly dark with with moments of Potential happiness as I get my scholarship of football and some other things. Third scene. Third element of the movie would be completely fucking dark. You're talking euphoria meets the most fucked up moments of John Q. Um, we're getting really raw with the, the time I spent in jail. And um, just financially with my mother and my family and myself. And losing Zach and all these things. And then the final part of the movie would be when I met Sydney. And when I started reshaping my mind and rebuilding my mind and rebuilding my fucking energy, taking back who the fuck I am. And um. And then I'd end the film. So going back to the original question, last movie I you know if I were to make a movie sum up the story of my life, I just did it. What would it be? I just did it. The main character who would play me and the narrative would be kind of I already said the fucking narrative. Who would play the main character? Um, hmm. Who would play me? Hmm. I would probably take... I probably would take that one kid from... um. From this... i probably take the kid from... I don't know. I don't know who would play me. I'd have to think on that one. Let me send this text. So I'm going to do it ad hoc. Oh shit! That looks so cute. That sounded pretty gay, Um, and not that I have anything wrong with gay people, please. I'm just saying that 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 I shouldn't say that. That sounded not like me. Let's let's keep it moving. Jesus Christ! Let's keep it moving. So that's topic number one. Topic number two: superpower that I wish I had. Uh, Superpower, super. Um, ooh, that's a fun one. Superpower, superpower. What do I wish I had as a superpower? Um huh. a superpower. Let's call Dez. Let's see what let me see what Dez says. Let's do let's do a call right on the spot. Let's call Dez and see what he says. Hello? Hey, would you driving?
2: Yeah. Where you headed? I'm going to hang out with Jermaine tonight.
1: Oh damn! You see, yo, so that's the second. You see what you did? You see that, nigga? You could have invited me. Oh my god! Wait, hold what on, white. Wait, hold on. Why are you doing all that, nigga? We going out tomorrow. I know. Why are you stepping out though? What's up? You said, why
2: am I stepping
1: out? Yeah, like you fiending, nigga.
2: No, he asked me to uh, step out. I said, sure, I'll come. What y'all about to do? Um, we about to see what we can get into. Um, probably. I don't
1: know yet. Nigga, don't go too crazy. Don't be for real, bro. No, I'm not
2: getting
1: drunk. Oh, I'm about to say, nigga, we got we got a big day tomorrow. I know. Don't worry. I'm not gonna fuck <laughs> <work> that up. <laughs> I don't care if you did fuck it up, nigga. I don't give a fuck if you was drunk walking into my house tomorrow. You was taking, you was taking nine shots. Oh
2: shit.
1: Yeah, you're fucked.
2: That's all
1: good. Um, hey, I got a question though.
2: What's
1: up? If you had a superpower, what would it be?
2: If I had a superpower, what would it be? Um I wanna say super strength.
1: Why would you do super strength?
2: Um super strength because I don't know, I always wanted to be like super strong. Superman has always been my favorite superhero.
1: Give me another one.
2: Uh mind reading.
1: Yeah, tell me how would you use mind reading? That's interesting.
2: Um, if I felt like somebody was lying to me, I would use my powers to figure it out.
1: And then, what would you do once you found out they were lying? <laughs> I don't know. Act accordingly. <laughs> what well, would you want that you would you want your ability that you're a super? Would you want your ability that your mind reader to be secret and hidden? Uh,
2: yeah.
1: So you wouldn't you wouldn't want anyone to know.
2: Wouldn't want nobody
1: to know. But wouldn't they find out by the way you act once you find out they're lying?
2: Uh it depends on it depends on no 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 because they wouldn't have seen that I had a superpower. Remember, superpowers aren't real. So if I so happen to have a superpower, that, that wouldn't be their first conclusion. They'd be like, oh did you
1: go through my phone or shit like that. So what if you was up for this job? What if he was up for a job and you didn't get it, but you had the superpower to be a mind reader? And so essentially what you did, it's in the interview, you were reading their mind. They were like, I'm not hiring this black dude. Like we have six other white guys right behind us that are ready to go that are equally as qualified. What would you do now that you know you're reading that? What would you do? I don't know.
2: Nigga. Expose them. <laughs> Try to. But
1: how? That's the question. How do you expose them? Right.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a that's the million dollar question. How do you expose information that hasn't been said out loud? What's um, what's one life?
1: What what's one truth about life that pisses you off?
2: One truth about life
1: that pisses you off.
2: That pisses me off. Um, that people don't acknowledge that they, they aren't as as good as that people don't acknowledge that they aren't as good as a person as they think they are.
1: You think people really think they're a better person than they actually are?
2: I do. Because I don't think a lot of people face the darkness that they have inside them. I think they they hide from And until you face that, until you face what you're really capable of, you can't call yourself a good person.
1: Do you know that that show that, do you remember that last scene that Dylan showed us when we were doing the shrooms? Yeah, you know that that, um, you know what that scene was about. What you just said.
2: What what I just said.
1: Yeah, so that scene was about was a was a was a visual represent representation of what you just said.
2: Oh, that people don't uh, afraid to face their darkness.
1: Exactly, because so pretty much that show that you were looking at. I'll just I'll get to the punchline. They were all in church. Listening to the priest, like every, like a normal Sunday evening, you know, church, 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 session, whatever the case is. Right. Yeah. And he was actually giving a sermon about what you just said, how people are actually not as, as good as they like to think they are.
0: Yeah.
1: And part of developing and healing and growing is being honest with yourself about that.
0: Right.
1: And, um, Many Christians and many people, period, like you said, aren't ready to face the evil inside of them. Right. Because if there is, and in, this is religious, if there is a Jesus, then then bro, there is a devil. Yeah. And they both live in you. Yeah. People like to think that the God only lives in them. No, that's not true. The no, it's de- not. and so. If if you if you remember that scene that I'm talking about, what happened is there was this big devilish like hawk figure standing at the doorway.
2: Yes, yeah, a vampire.
1: And it was a vampire, and then that and the, and then the, the guy said, look at that. That is that is the, the bad in you. Yeah,
2: this and shit is giving me chills, bro. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> ain't that crazy?
2: It is crazy.
1: It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. And I don't think
2: you know people don't want to realize like yo, you have you have bad shit, and they cannot be any good without bad. Yep. You know.
1: And people lie to themselves all the time that they're such a good person instead of owning their fuck ups and and not even the fuck ups, just owning owning their owning their flaws that are just internally in them. You know. Yeah. And
2: that's you know. Jordan B. Peterson, he um, you know, he studies a bunch of people. He studies um, you know, murderers and shit like that. And he says one of the common things that all murderers have are resentment. For who? For human beings.
1: Why do they have resentment?
2: They have resentment because some happen, you know with all of them and they, they let it build into resentment. Ah. When resentment grows um, it's really bad. It can get really bad. Yep. And if you grow to resent, you know, the race as a whole you'll do bad things. That's why we have school shooters. That's they true. They have resentment <laughs> built up. It's like, well you look like me. If, if you're doing this to me, that means I can do it. We need to be exterminated. I'm going to kill you.
1: That's true. That's true. That's that's interesting. That's true. That's why, bro, any that's why anytime I do anything bad or I'm making consistent mistakes, you know. This is what I try to do, and I know this sounds fucked up. I try to pretty much not do anything that can get me locked up anymore. Heck yeah. But besides that, because that's a whole thing, bro, like, and I know you've never experienced that, but Like, that part is so scary because it's like a, it's like, it kind of feels like you're underwater and you can't, you can't get to the surface, but you're like still breathing, but like, you feel like you're like, like dying. That sounds so fucked up. You're trapped. You're stuck in a loop. You're stuck in a loop. loop, Yeah. And they had the key and the, in the date and the time of when you're going to get out, but it's. It's far down the road typically. Um so that's not humane. So outside of that, yeah. I just try to I just try to be honest with myself about anything that I'm doing that's like fucked up or wrong or potentially problematic or not good. Like it's the main reason why I told Sydney all the time, like, dude, I know my flaws, dude. I know I'm a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's 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 inside of me, you know, and um, I actively work hard to, to stop it and navigate it. But it's yeah. when it's when some of the things that you and I have talked about. It's when you don't even acknowledge exactly. th- that you have the f- the ability to be and are a fuck up.
2: <laughs> exactly, and that's that's where a lot of people fall short. They think, oh, I have this darkness inside me. I'm just gonna push it back and not you know not face it because that's bad. You know, we all put on a mask to the to the real world, just you know, for what's acceptable and for what's not acceptable. But we all have, you know, darkness that is that is not acceptable. And I think that's a that's a real reason why people hide it. Cause it's not acceptable. Yep. And so, you know, I'm gonna challenge, you know, my kids to, you know, face that. Face those, you know, those dark things inside you and control it. Cause that's when you really become a great person.
1: Say say that again. What do you mean by that?
2: When you control those those dark urges, so you believe in energy, right? There's good energy, dark energy, shit like that. Yep. Dark energy can be utilized for good.
1: <coughs> yep.
2: Dark energy helps you stand up for yourself. Dark energy helps you say no. Yep. If you don't control that, you become a pushover. You become a people pleaser. Or, you know, you become a piece of shit. Like, really, really a piece of shit. A really
1: bad person. Is, a, is, is being a bad person, is it objective or subjective? Um, is there any examples of objectively being a bad person?
2: I think that to take another life...
1: There's no, I mean, like there, there's no reason to take another life?
2: I mean, like, for no reason. Just out of, just for no reason.
1: Well, there's a reason when you do anything, right?
2: Well, yeah. There are some people who... Just, let, me, let me give you an example. Gang affiliation. You kill someone and get in a gang, I think you're a piece of shit. Objectively.
1: Mm. What do you think that... If you were to send somebody into jail, what do you think they should get for something like that? For murder? Well, in that particular example. Because I think... Here's the thing. I think... If you ever look at any of these murder cases or documentaries, I think they need to start contextualizing their sentences. Like that... Like if I could make one one swoop change, I would... No matter how big or how small the case is... I would, I would assign someone that will, someone that has the most humanistic heart and ability possible to like uh-huh. have like an overruling ability to like make like like like, like show the court systems you need to pay attention to the context here.
2: Yeah. Cause I there also are, think that you know, I think that she, they should also actually re- rehabilitate people. Instead of just throwing them in there and
1: locking the key away. Well, I think besides I think for any any crime that is not I think any crime that is not uh any crime that is not like rape or sexual related or physical violence relate related I don't know. Like there is an argument that can be made. If you sit there and think long enough you can I don't know. I see what you're saying. I think violent crimes though need to be really like like if so I, if someone kills another person, there's objectively something fucked up. Like there's there's something there's a there's something that needs to be rewired. There's some there's some misalignment with the wiring in the brain. Really? You
2: think so?
1: If you do that, if you do it from a, a hurt place If you do it from a reactive, self-defense place, no. Right? Like, actually, I don't even want to give that example out because that's possible. I was going to say an example of us going out this weekend, but I don't even want to put that energy in. Oh, yeah, don't (laughs)
0: Don't do
1: that. But let's just say in theory, you know, someone were to hang out with their significant other and something were to happen, and you were to react and hit someone and something were to happen, that is... I don't think that person deserves life in prison. Frankly, 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 I don't even... Let me give you
2: an example. you ever seen the movie Waves?
1: I've wanted to see that. Wait, no. I want to talk to you about it. Wait, hold on. movie Waves, the the, the nigga with the purple lips from This Is Us? Uh, You don't know what his name uh, is? Tell me what it's about, because I'm going to watch it anyway. Tell me what it's about.
2: Okay, so it's basically about this kid who... Um, he uh, he kills his girlfriend by accident.
1: What do you mean, accident? What happened? Um,
2: so, this is the example. He gets in trouble, I think. Um, yells at his stepmom. They say, no, you can't go anywhere. He leaves drunk drives over to the party that his girlfriend's at calling her a whole bunch of bitches and shit she's like leave 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 um, she hits him he pushes back she winds up dead on the ground
1: how'd she wind up dead when he pushes her
2: she hit her head on a sharp object blunt force trauma
1: does that person deserve life no you don't think so I, I know not. <laughs> you don't, you think he deserves life in prison?
2: No, I don't think he deserves life.
1: What do you think he deserves?
2: I think that... I think that he doesn't deserve life in prison. Aw, bitch. Did I go the wrong way? No, I didn't. I think that he doesn't deserve life in prison because when he did it, he was very remorseful. He was like, yo, what the fuck did I just do? He made a
1: mistake. It was a good scene. They were
2: trying to kill it. It was a, it was a really good scene. It was, it was incredibly sad though.
1: They did a good job with it though. Like everyone, all the actors in the scene like crushed it.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause scenes like that, they can't. You can't fuck. I hate when shows fuck up big pivotal scenes like that or movies. I hate when they fuck that shit up. Right. Like if I was a director, I'd be like, nigga, you, we won't be here all night. Do it again. Yeah,
2: do it do, again because we can't put
1: no bullshit out. Think about your mom doing it. Think about your mom fucked up. You ever had a grandma? Your grandma's dead. Like, fix, find some pain.
2: Yeah.
1: Dig deep. Find Fuck
2: some pain.
1: Fuck that shit. I
2: would not allow that scene to be fucked
1: up. <laughs> Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, bro. Tomorrow gonna be a fucking mood. Dude, I feel... Bro, usually when I plan for shit like this... But I'm not, I'm not doing that like anxiety planner shit. I'm doing that like, yo, it's about to be a movie type. Like, I'm feeling it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be
1: fire, bro. It's going to be a fucking movie. A fucking movie, bro.
2: Yeah,
1: you should tell Jermaine, you should tell Jermaine to shoot a shot, nigga. I want him to. I want, I want to see him like
2: do it with like a.
1: Like a bad bitch. Like a bad
2: bitch. Yeah, right, bad random shorty.
1: And that's the thing about where we're about to go, bro. It's they're everywhere, bro.
2: <laughs>
1: they're they're everywhere, dude. I'm trying to see Shaise pull a bitch. Oh yeah,
2: that would be funny.
1: You know the you know there's bad bitches out there that like girls that look like Shais, bro. Yo, you know that's a thing. Dude, bad bitches that are gay love butch-looking girls. I never knew that. Come on, bro. You didn't know I that?
0: Really did?
1: Mm-mm. Shit. Yeah, man. And I'm putting and I'm playing Shay's unreleased song in the in the shit. And anybody talk shit, I'm smacking you. <laughs> that shit, that shit oh, hit. Shit. I don't care nobody said that shit hit. You think so? I know it, nigga.
2: Damn, nah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna be rude. I'll let it play.
1: Yo, you didn't like that one? That song I played you. I don't even remember it. Though. Damn, that's not good. That shit, that shit <laughs> hit though. I don't even remember, man. My
2: fault.
1: All I know is that motherfucker off white going hit, nigga. Oh hell yeah, for sure. I already know real niggas out there gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, nice shirt, bro. I'll be, yeah, I already know, dude. Thanks though. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah.
1: Vintage piece, nigga. Going re- ready, to fuck up a thousand dollar shirt. Right.
2: Don't spill no shit on that.
0: Nigga.
1: Oh, I'm definitely doing. It's, it's gonna be fucked up and happen. It's, it's definitely getting fucked up. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take it to like a professional cleaner. I can't take that shit to zip, zips. <laughs>
2: definitely take it to a
0: professional. I'm gonna
1: have to fly that bitch out to L.A. or something. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I'm gonna see Zerb and like, listen, bitch, this is all for you. I'm fucking my whole shit up for you. All right. Shit. Oh AC, hit, AC hit me early. He was like, bro, we should try to go to uh, Annapolis or, 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 or somewhere different. I was like, nigga, we not doing nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I was like, she never been down there before, bro. We going right down to the biggest spots. So I keep forgetting that she never been out before. Yeah, right, I,
2: yo, we should go to Annapolis one day,
1: though. Yeah. I, I, I'm hearing it's a hit or miss, but when I, heard, when, I it, when I hear it hit, it hit. Oh,
2: word? I ain't know that. I ain't know it a hit
1: or miss. If we really was going to do it big, we would take Zuri out to fucking D.C. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be lit. Crazy you can get an airbnb get a big ass since we got 15 of us you know what we could do if 15 of us put together like 50 bucks you know how big of an airbnb we could get
2: hell yeah that would be fire
1: like a dumb big ass airbnb out in, in dc hell yeah we should actually do
2: that everybody
1: fucking all night Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but all right, man. I ain't got no problem with that. Hey, be safe out there. Just, just smoke or something like that, nigga. Don't be getting drunk, nigga.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I got you.
1: Because you got to drive back anyway.
2: Yeah, I yeah.
1: All right, bro. I'm going to hit you, man. Oh, actually, I'm going to just see you tomorrow, nigga. Be ready. 6.30. All right, bro. All right, man. I'll talk to you. All right. Hey.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't forget. Yo, you going to the liquor store tomorrow? Yeah, I got you. You fuck you about to forget, bro. No, I'm not.
2: I haven't forgot. I've been thinking about
1: it all day. All right, I appreciate you. All right, bro. All right, see all right guys. So that was uh that was Des clearly making another appearance. Um sorry, I'm sending a text here. Yeah, so that was Dez making another appearance. We talked about a lot of dope shit. Um Jordan B. Peterson, I'm actually gonna be doing a lot more research and a lot more looking into that um my nigga ac just said i'm cutting up tomorrow i know dude i know i know i know i know guys listen isaac jones doesn't get too excited that's a lot i get excited about everything in life but i don't get too i got i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so pumped i'm so fired up i'm so ready i'm so objectively ready i am so objectively ready um I'm so ready. I don't know. I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. I'm so ready. 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 We answered some of these questions here today. Des did actually. And we kind of talked about them. Here's another one. Self-discovery is all about subtraction. Remove all things that are not yourself and you'll find yourself. Hmm. Self-discovery is all about subtraction. Remove all things that are not yourself. And you will find yourself. Hmm. Self-discovery is all about subtraction. I think that's true. I think as you grow and as you find yourself, I think you remove and peel off layers of who you are and who you don't want to be and who you want to leave back. Um, I think... Uh, I think... Many moments of self-discovery are, I think we finesse and we bullshit a lot of moments of self-discovery. I think whenever we're ready to finally, and this is a lot what Des we're talking about, whenever we're we're ready to finally look ourselves in the eye and say, yep, that's who I am. Yep, I'm accepting it. Yep, I don't give a shit. Yep, I'm ready to only be these nine things. I think that's when you see someone come into their full skin and their circle and who they are I think I finally hit that in the last probably 18 months or two years I think and everyone hits it at different moments so I do agree with this self-discovery is all about subtraction and then removing all things that are not yourself so that you can actually go through the process of finding yourself because when you have aspects and things about you that are not who you want to be and not frankly directly aligned with who you are energetically you know what actually happens you know what actually happens? You put yourself in a situation where you put yourself in a real situation where you um what the fuck is I going to say the gummy just hit. You put yourself in a situation where what did I say when we go off it? Oh, when you have a bunch of shit inside of you, the way you act, the people you're around, the things that you eat, the things you consume, the things you listen to, the things you read, the things you do. When you have a lot of that that is not based in just authentically who you are, you know what the fuck happens? You know what the fuck really happens? You have so much energy being things that you're actually not, that when it's time to finally fall into that pocket of who you are, you have very little energy to do so. So you become weak. You become small. You fuck up. You make bad decisions. And that's what happens with all of us. So I agree with this statement the most. Uh, Let me do a couple more rapid fires. Fuck the world. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that? Um, Brent Fayez was on an interview and he was talking about fuck the world. I believe that was a mixtape album, a song, something like that. What's the first thing I think about when I hear fuck the world? Um, Fuck people that are not accountable and fuck people that are opinionated. That's what I think about when I hear fuck the world. How similar is the American struggle in different cities in America? Oh man, Um, very similar. I'll give you one core factor of it. Fear, anxiety, um, lack of education. All of those three things are consistent in every city in America. One more and then I got to get the fuck out of here. Content. Content, content, content. Interacting with humans even after you're dead and gone. First thoughts. I do believe... I do believe that content is a way that we're actually creating legacy humans. Like, I think there needs to be a new term of, like, people that are content creators need to be, like, forever humans. Because... A human being, frankly, if I'm being honest with you, take away the piss and the shit and the blood and the skin and the cells and all that stuff. Take all that away. What we actually are, we're a bunch of thoughts, ideas, perspectives, opinions, moods, energies, relationships. That's who we are. And so when you have a podcast, or you have a vlog, or you have a TikTok account, or you have, and you conduct the keynotes, and you you you've written books you you live on forever you quite literally live on forever and it's something that so many people don't understand so those are my first thoughts when i hear that too all right this has been a dope episode i gotta get the fuck out of here legacy lifestyle values love this podcast love you all we'll talk soon for sure Let me
3: help you understand. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, walk on the beat like I walk in the streets. Please watch my up when you talking to me. Bitch, my star, I know where you can be. Stomping on niggas, I put on my crease. Shotty at that, I can fuck it for free. Talking in language, I can't even speak. I got the buzz, of be quick as a beat. Lickin' my honey, she saying it sweet. Suck, so, sucky, I'm a bad bitch. Like the drama, yeah, thick. Like a hummer, I want you and your mama, yeah, I. Count the commas, I don't care. About the sauna, yeah. I'm smoking like a chimney. Got bitches wearing Tiffany. She calling me back, so I hit from the back. She told me she gay, cause these niggas is white. I'm giving her boyfriend a pat on the back. I know that he hurt and I'm making him mad. Yeah, how about you cry about that? He showing his pussy, I gave him a pass. I'm sorry, she loving the way that I swag. I'm naturally pretty, I told I me mean to ha! Oh, did you hear it? Yeah, that's the sound of my laugh. I'm running in first and these niggas is like You can't even catch up, I'm doing a dash. While I'm in the future, he's stuck in the past I feel like I'm Jimmy, so I got a blast mm, I wanna pop that I wanna see how you trap that Mmm, don't wanna stop that feel like I needed some contact. Mm, shawty on one track. Left her on where she gon' call back. Yeah, yeah. Walkin' up be like I walk in the streets. Just touch em up when you talkin' to she me. Pitch my star in the way you compete be. be. on niggas, I put on my put cleats on my I need that thug, I can fuck it for free. Talkin' in language, I can't even like speak. I need the bows to be quick as a bee I my honey, she to it's sweet as suck, sucky, beat. I need a bad bitch. Whoa. Like the drama, yeah. Dick, like a hummer. I want you and your mama, yeah. yeah. I. The commas, I don't care about the Zona, yeah, I'm smoking like a chimney Got bitches wearing Tiffany yeah, Walking up beat like I walk in the streets Play touch in my point, you talking to me Bitch, I'm a star, I know where you can pee Stopping on niggas, I put on my cleats Shorty at that, I can fuck up for free Talking in language, I can't even speak I got the buzzer, be quick as a bang